Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, Doom Patrol number 103, cover date May 1966, cover price 12 cents, cover artist Bob Brown, edited by Murray Boltonoff, featuring The Meteor Man, written by Arnold Drake, art by Bruno Premiani, and Robot Man in No Home for a Robot, written by Arnold Drake, art by Bruno Premiani. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go. is accompanied by Mento and Professor Randolph Ormsby on a space mission to study a giant meteor. Unfortunately, a bizarre accident transforms the professor into a giant meteor thing. Back on Earth again, Mento and the Doom Patrol, together with Stowaway Beast Boy, team up to defeat the Meteor Man and return him to normal. Meanwhile, in the past, Robot Man is fleeing the authorities and seeks shelter in the home of his younger brother, Randy. He thus becomes involved in a blackmail plot against the Junior Steel by crooks who want access to secret weapons invented at the plant where Randy is employed. Confused? Don't worry. We'll be right back to explain everything. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bill and Frank Eat Pop Culture. The Bill and Frank Eat Pop Culture Podcast, available today on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and at the website baggedboardedandboxed.com. The entire commode shifts. I feel like you leave the log. I wiped, I cleaned up, I left it. Two completely unqualified, self-proclaimed experts discuss television. Varys drops his robe and he's got this huge d- He's really been playing the Game of Thrones. Movies. James Cameron is a douchebag. <laughs> Comics. Mystique can grow airplane wings. What? <laughs> well, she's a shapeshifter. And professional wrestling. This is not a wrestling podcast. Lashley is just a dial tone. Like, who cares? <laughs> dial tone. Already many great episodes for you to binge listen to. Go catch up now. Phil and Frank, eat pop culture. Go listen, download, and subscribe today. I am wearing pants, but no underwear. Rob. What? I think I might have been turned into a meteor thing. How do you know? Well... Let's put the evidence together. Okay. Last night was the Southern Delta Aquariot Meteor Showers. Uh, okay. And today, I'm emitting strange gases, and when I run into things at high speed, they are usually destroyed. Well, those are two very strong mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. observations, right. which could lend one to conceive that indeed that I you definitely might... have been turned into a meteor being. Yeah, well, there was this instance, um, we were just in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and we were getting the dog's food together. Right, I remember. I saw your body start to absorb a tomato. Um, was I... I wasn't eating it, so... No, no, you were literally just standing next to it and starting to absorb its nutrients. Did I, like... Uh, I, I sat on it, didn't I? I sat on a tomato... <sighs> I don't think you know what you saw. Okay. So, Doom Patrol. Doom Patrol number 103. When last we met the Doom Patrol, they were teaming up with the Flash. Yeah. In Brave and the Bold. The Brave and the Bold. Um, Where Flash and Negative... Well, Flash uh, disguised himself as Negative Man's energy being. Uh, And I don't really recall what happened. I know that the Chief had some kind of, like, jumped out of an airplane and, like, his... Wheelchair perfectly landed on something. I have absolutely no recollection of this. You don't? No. Oh, it was better than any story we've read in the Dupe Troll's own magazine. I must have been a brain dump. 
after that, I guess. Well, it is the Doom Patrol, so you know that it was just lots of people screaming at each other, belittling each other, and <laughs> yelling. Well, okay. You said this expedition would be a thriller, Chief, not a killer. It's like you, the Donnie Marie show. The thriller, diller. Um, let's look at the cover. Okay. The Doom Patrol, the world's strangest heroes, robot man, Elastigirl, and negative man. Uh-huh. Uh, fleeing from a burning, hulking uh, thing. Right. Man, a man-shaped thing. Uh-huh. Where we read, the DP turns chicken. But who can blame them when they face the menace of the meteor man? Mm-mm-mm. Beast Boy is also on the cover. I see him. He's got green skin. Yes. And he was helpful. Yeah. In the story. Um... On the splash page, mm-hmm. we actually join the story in Media, Media Race. Race. Do uh, you know I've used that twice at work this week? Good for you. Mm-hmm. I've done some things at work too today, <laughs> which I can't discuss. <laughs> so I have to say something. Yes, please feel because free. Because I know we're going to we're going to do a little bit of backstory here in a second. Yep. We're going to see how we got to this moment in Media Race, uh-huh. right? Uh huh. But we know that this meteor being has burst from the inside out and created a hole that's only as large as his legs. So... And his upper torso is absolutely wider than his legs. But I'm wondering if maybe he burst through in the act of turning into a meteor being, and so he wasn't quite as giant going through the rocket as he is on the other side. I'm going to call foul on that. Why? Because there's a battle inside the ship. Okay. Fine. Um, well, you better run for your lives, first of all. Because, because there's a flaming, searing, cosmic catastrophe blazing this way out. That's what she said. This way. Yeah. Um, you can't he's, miss him. Ew. He's got a rotten sinus. <laughs> ew. So, so He's always snuffling, but you better not call him Snuffles if you don't want to get your socks singed by the Meteor Man. Look, they used up a lot of art. I mean, they covered up a lot of art to put that text box there. Mm -hmm. They didn't need to do that. There's so many words. It's like a Kathy Gweezwhite comic. Gweezwhite, right? Gweezwhite? Gweezwhite? I don't know. It doesn't matter. She's retired. Um... (laughs) Did she ever get married? I think so. Oh my god, I just don't, I don't even, even ask you, I don't even care. <laughs> Holy Hannah, the meteor man, he's torn a hole through, uh, right through the rocket. Our air is being pulled out, and us with it. That was a terrible reading. So, you think that's going to be just the splash page, and we're going to, you know, lead up. No, that's the story. We're in the middle of it. In media friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Robot Man. A negative man on the first page. Um, negative man's wearing uh, an oxygen mask, which he then declares that he doesn't need. Oh, wow. Oh, no, that's Robot Man. Oh, okay, that's yeah, a they, deceptive. It is. Yeah, yeah okay. Uh, Robot Man doesn't need the oxygen mask. <laughs> no. Because he's going to plop himself into the hole in the ship and protect them from the air leaking out. And I have another problem with that, but we'll we'll get. I, I bet you'll probably discover it before we, I even do when we get to it. And just to hammer the point home, the last girl uses her giant fist to pound Robot Man into the hole to make sure he's good and tight. Where'd you go, Rita? Um, Isn't that her name, Rita? Rita. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, when she does that, Robot Man exclaims, "Owie!" Well, can he feel pain or not? Well, he's probably, his brain might sense that there's something wrong. I guess, but it kind of belies the point of being a robot if you can also just feel pain. I I have have no response to that. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yes, I guess there would be sympathetic vibrations in his brain pan, which is encased in his metal skull. Mm Mm-hmm. We're spending too much time thinking about this. All right, so she's 
bashed him into the side of the, uh-huh. of the spaceship to plug the hole, and you see his, the, the exterior shot, his, his legs are hanging out. So they have time to get back to Earth. Right. Uh, where now... Now we have time for robot, for... for um, um, negative man. Negative man to have some thoughts. Yes, he's going to do a flashback <laughs> and the Doom Patrol mm-hmm. on the launch pad of the rocket ship. Mm-hmm. They're all being introduced to Professor Randolph Ormsby, a leading astronomer who's joining us on Operation Shooting Star. Well, I can't think of anyone better to go into space than a man in a wheelchair, a man wrapped in bandages from head to toe. There's nothing wrong with her. No, well, she's she's crazy. Is she crazy? um, Not at this point in history. She just yells at everyone else a lot. I'd send the robot, right? Oh, sure. Also, Professor Ormsby has a... Cough, cough, or a cough. You yeah. can't go to space if you have a cold. No, you haven't can't. you seen Apollo thirteen? Where uh, what's his face? Not Bill Paxton. Who's the Kevin other Bacon? One? No, Professor uh, Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Oh, uh, K- yeah. Uh, uh, oh, oh, he's the terrible eyes. Uh huh. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, he was grounded because he had a cold, right? Right. He didn't even get the cold. He just had the possibility. Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise, he tested positive for the flu, and then he couldn't go to space. Good thing, because that ship d- didn't ever land on the moon, did it? Daddy, don't go. That's <laughs> some contact. I know. Guess what? What? At 4.30 this morning, when I couldn't yeah. go to sleep, mm-hmm. I was trying to think of anything, anything that made me go back to sleep. Yeah. And then I started thinking about movies that I wanted to watch that, that maybe you wouldn't want to watch. <laughs> I thought, well, what can we make a watch a movie sometime soon that maybe Bob would want to watch? What is something that I wanted to watch? And then I thought about that movie called The Light Between Oceans, or I couldn't remember if it was called The Light Between Two Oceans or The Light Between Oceans, which just has um, a very attractive star in it. And a woman, is, I don't remember who she is, but but there's this male star that, right? So don't right, say who right, it is, right? Right, right, right. And so I'm sitting there and I'm going, who is, what is that star's name? And then I go, and in my head I go, it's Michael Fassbender. And then I was so happy that I remembered Michael Fassbender's name. Right. And then I was sitting there going, God, why can't I go back to sleep? It's just the worst. You know what I do when I can't sleep? What? I think of this Doom Patrol comic. Oh, it steer us back to the comic. Is that that movie about the kid with cancer that lives on Mars and he has to come back to Earth? Okay, so no. Okay. It's not. The Light Between Oceans, or it might be The Light Between Two Oceans, is about a man and a woman, and uh-huh. he, he's a lighthouse keeper, and she wants a baby, but they can't have one, and a baby washes up in a boat from a shipwreck. Okay. Sounds fun so far. Is the baby's name Jason Bourne? <laughs> the baby grows up to be a spy. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that would be awesome. Right? Yeah. They should let me write movies. <laughs> You're certain the ship is... He was designed as well heated and draft proof. <laughs> what is he from Germany? Well, he's old. Clearly, he's got a wisp of hair like Charlie Brown. Oh, and those eyebrows. Promise me one thing. What? As we get older, yeah, we will continue to keep our eyebrows in check, and we will help each other not get the old man eyebrows. Darling, of course. Thank you. Uh, there's hardly a germ in the whole rocket. Well, I hope so, and I hope it's draft-proof, because otherwise you're going to have Robot Man plugging up all the holes. <laughs> well, here comes Mento to ruin the day. Oh, he does, doesn't he? Yep. The world's fifth richest... What's he got on his on his, on his right hand? Foot mittens? No, that's his costume gloves. Look, they look like foot mittens. Well, that's just his regular gloves that he wears. He's wearing his Mento uh, accessories... On top of his spacesuit, no, which is always smart. With two feet. It's colander with antenna. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's where he gets his mento powers from. Anyway, he's the world's fifth richest fink, says Robot Man. Robot. But the chief Bidi-bidi-bidi. declares that his psychodynamic powers might be helpful. Um... um. Which they aren't. Right. He does nothing with them. We are playing a role-playing game set in the DC universe currently. And my character has stolen the Mento helmet and uh, jury-rigged the elements inside for his own purposes. And I can tell you it never works. No. Whatever I try to do with it, it fails. That's right. 
So even if you're rolling high, Mento, you're useless. And who's that super being that's, that helps us all the time who gets, passes out every time somebody sneezes? Captain Comet. Captain Comet. He's supposed to be our helper, like our one of our leaders in this group. Yeah. And every time we get into a battle, every time, he gets knocked out. Well, he's all-powerful in the comics. He could defeat everybody if he didn't get knocked out. Oh, Last battle, he got a hangnail and was unconscious for the whole battle. Well, then what would we do if he was doing everything? Mm. You'd be so mad. Anyway, off they go into space, mm. where they are going to study the wanderer of the universe, which is preparing to commit suicide in Earth's atmosphere. Okay, so, problem. Yeah. If there is a meteor uh-huh. large enough for them to study, for them to track down and study... right. Large enough for them to take a ship up and capture element and do a spectral spectral analysis, yep. do a sonographic analysis, yep. to do a temperature analysis of. Yep. If it's heading to Earth, it's probably not on a suicide mission. It's probably going to murder the Earth. Well... You and I have gone to meteor showers before. First of all... Yes? The meteor does not have any self-agency of its own. It's not literally on a suicide mission. Well, okay, let me just explain it much more simply, because mm-hmm. I, you know, set it all up for dramatic purposes. Mm-hmm. This meteor is far too big to not be any harm to the Earth, right? And they're not going there to divert it, are they? No, they're studying. They're going there to take some scientific experiments, mm-hmm. some measurements. Did you hear about that meteor last week? No, a meteor came from the direction of the sun, so nobody saw it, and it passed within the orbit of the moon. And if it had hit Earth, it would have destroyed a city. Yes, it's true. You're looking at me slack-jawed. Wait. We orbit around the sun. Right. It would have to be orbiting at the same speed for us not to see it. Well, I don't know how it works. I'll talk to my physicist friends. But all I know is... It's a known thing that if the meteor comes from the direction that the sun is, that you can't detect it until it's right on top of you. Just like our deaf dog can't hear us in the morning when we come downstairs, and so we always think she's dead till we get right on top of her. And then she goes, oh! Yeah. Hi. Hey, feed me. Yeah. Don't you hate this picture? This one right here? Yeah, where he's coughing all over the machinery? Gross. Cover your mouth. Professor Ormsby. There's, you know, there's not a lot that's worse than, than a sinus infection that's dripping into your throat making you cough. Oh, that's gross. There's one thing worse. Well, yes. If you have a sinus infection that's dripping into your throat and you work at the Shoney's salad bar. Oh, oh my God. What made you think of that? I don't know. Okay. I just, this machinery kind of looks like a salad bar. <laughs> so, okay, so... Oh, let's talk about everyone's role. Yeah. So we start with this guy. That's a negative man. Negative man. I cannot, all I can think of is Invisible Man, which is so stupid, but it's a negative man. Right. Negative man has his, um, his, I, his job is to uh, detect uh, or to, to, to do thermal readings, uh-huh. right? Then we have uh, Elastigirl. Her job is to do a spectral analysis. Uh-huh. Okay, now spectral analysis is going to be an analysis of its contents, I suppose. Well, like, like uh, it's... I mean, spectral like is something com- to do with light. So they're probably analyzing the reflected light off the surface of the meteor and detecting what elements. Elements. Are within. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, okay. Then, Professor Kofkov um, has to do what? Open the big ear for cosmic ray analysis. So what he's opening is like a, he's an astronomer, right? Well, astronomers measure radio signals, and that's okay. how they. Formulate a picture of the universe. So that checks out. So he opens up the giant ear mm-hmm. to catch the cosmic rainfall. Well, that's in quotations, Rob. I dare say you're finding things to hate about this that actually are scientifically accurate. You're right. There's enough to hate already. Isn't mm-hmm. there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. And he's overloading the ear. Well, that wouldn't happen. But right? Yeah. Because he's sneezing. He sneezes and accidentally uh, hits a lever <laughs> up to the point where it says danger. Yes. Which, that's absolutely the way things are designed. So exactly. that you could easily knock something loose and 
put your entire crew in danger. So what he's done is turned the big ear, which is a telescope, a radio telescope, uh, to full power, so it's absorbing all the power from the meteor. I know something. Yeah. They're going to do a sequel to Top Gun. Oh, I know. And Tom Cruise is going to be in it. Yeah. And you know who's not in it? Kelly McGillis. She wasn't even asked. Oh. Right? Nobody wants to see fat old Val Kilmer rolling around on the sand (laughs) playing volleyball. (laughs) Tom Cruise mincing across the screen. He'll be running, I'm sure. I'm done with him. Me too. Uh, Robot Man, cut the control. And Robot Man doesn't. He can't reach it. He's mm-hmm. uh, being shaken because the cosmic rays are shaking up all his circuits. Do you know what made me think of danger? What? When he, when he, he sneezed and, and moved the lever into the danger zone. I was like, danger zone. to the danger zone. Is that Top Gun? Or was it that racing movie? It's Top Gun. Okay. What was that racing movie, though? Days of Thunder? Yeah. You know where that was filmed. Daytona Beach. Uh-huh. And you yeah. know who was in it? Uh, no. Tom Cruise and John Travolta. Oh. And you know what the rumor was? Yeah, I'm sure. They were seen together, sashaying mm-hmm. around the town. Mincing about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, not that there's anything wrong with that. There's only something wrong with keeping it secret your entire career when you could have helped the hundreds of thousands of young people come to terms with themselves. Well, I read that John Travolta had his son go through, his dead son go through some... Um, scientific Scientology resurrection ceremony that didn't work. Oh, for God's sake. You I know, mean, I read it while I was standing in line. In does he still store. live down there in the fly-in in Daytona? What's it called? Spruce Creek Fly-in. Yep. So, Professor Ormsby, the cosmic rays have totally changed him. Look, beneath the... Fl- you know what makes me sad? What? Go to the free previous page. They're, they're trying to um, turn off the ray, and the next thing, he's transformed. Yep. You know, we don't even get the transformation uh, sequence. We don't get anything like that. Just... And you're right. He is super giant inside the ship. Yep. But maybe he is made... a lot of room in that ship, by the way. He might be made of, like, plasma or something that's flexible. And so when he bursts through the ship, it's not like a... Like, he squeezes himself tight, so it's a tight hole. Shut up. Anyway, Professor Ormsby turns into a giant meteor creature and bursts through the ship. The end. Oh, no, it's not the end. Sorry. Um, Negative Man manages to uh, gain control of the ship while Robot Man is stuck in the hole. Right. The escape hatch starts to open and Mento rushes over to slam it closed, only to find that Beast Boy, who's dressed like a teenage delinquent, I should mention that. We just recently watched Rebel Without a Cause. Yes, he's totally dressed like a delinquent. Um, also, he's uh, about a foot tall, and is, judging by the proportions. Is Beast Boy going to jump out into space? Is that something he can do? Dog! Why are you? Is that something he can do? Jump into space? Yes. No. He was a stowaway. He must have been hiding in the airlock or something. Uh, okay. What? Where would you hide if you were a stowaway? That's the bulkhead of the ship. That's the exterior access. No, it can't. They would have to have an airlock. They have to. Okay. I mean, he's been in there the whole time. Otherwise, he'd be dead. Unless he turned himself into some kind of space worm well, or something. I'm going to have to believe that's what it happened. Well, you better believe it, because mm-hmm. that's what happened. Oh, let's go. Let's turn the page. <laughs> Uh, but folks, unless you can't tell, neither one of us is impressed with this particular no. comic. No. We tried. We did. Yeah. Well, this is fun. So when Beast Boy changes himself into an elephant... Uh-huh. Okay, why does he change himself into an elephant? We should probably back up. Just so, let's talk about Beast Boy. Beast Boy was the son of two scientists... Scientists. ...who were doing uh, research in Africa. Okay. He contracted a rare... Disease mm-hmm. in the African jungle, as one does. So his father injected him with the blood of a mongoose, which is the only cure for this particular fever. Oh my god! And that gave him the power to transform himself into the form of animals, and then the shape of 
animals. Form of a mongoose. Yes. Shape of a pail. Only he doesn't have to say it out loud. Okay. He just turns it. Now, in these days, for whatever of water, reason, I pail of water, they would just draw the animal, but he would have just the green face of Beast Boy. So we would know it's always Beast so Boy. Always like Beast that Boy. fish that we saw, a whale or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Now, later on, Beast Boy would join the new Teen Titans, mm-hmm. which was excellently drawn by George Perez. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was when Beast Boy started to turn into animals that looked like realistic animals without the face and hair of Beast Boy. Okay. But the animals were entirely green. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Which makes a lot more sense. So when you've got Beast Boy as a boy, as mm-hmm. a small person, yeah. and he transforms himself into an elephant, yeah. does that not change the actual weight of the right, right I'm sure oxygen usage? Uh-huh. And where do the molecules come right, for right, him right. to... The, I assume that he... The extra mass. He tra- Yes. That he transformed the air molecules or energy molecules into the mass. I'm sure that's been explained somewhere, but I couldn't tell you where or what the explanation was. But yeah, that's a, uh, that's a sensible question. Good for you. Thank you. Um, he Also, I should mention that when he became Beast Boy... Well, mm-hmm. so like everyone in the world knows who he is and that he has green skin. Mm-hmm. But when he is in costume, in his Doom Patrol costume, he wears a full head purple face mask. Mm-hmm. Because I guess people aren't supposed to know that he's Beast Boy. I mean, they know he's Beast Boy, but they don't know that Beast Boy is Garfield Logan, which is his name. So he wears a full face purple mask to hide his identity so that he can then turn into animals with a green face and green hair. How would you describe this face I'm making as you're telling me that? Um, like you've just eaten something bad and it's gone right to your stomach and you have to poop immediately. <laughs> uh, by the way, the elephant has a human hand. I noticed that as well. Um, well, I guess he's getting ready to punch some buttons or something. To right, help little, out. Or he's getting a pedicure or a manicure. Um... So he's using his elephant body to further cement Robot Man's body into the tight hole. Now, does Beast Boy hate everyone in... Um, he He's an angry young man. In the Doom Patrol? Yeah, so his... Uh, I should mention this. His uh, parents, his science scientific parents, mm-hmm. died. Okay. And he was unable to save them using his animal powers because he was not accustomed to his animal powers. He... They, Went over a waterfall or something. He changed himself into a goldfish, but he wasn't strong enough to save them. I think he changed himself into a bird or something, and he couldn't save them from going over the waterfall. And so he is in the foster care of a very cruel gentleman who is abusive. Oh, no. Yeah. But it's going to work out okay. Next issue, you'll see. Okay. Um, But, yeah, he's angry. Is I he, would is be he, too. Is this the man in the colander hat? His 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 caretaker? No, okay. not yet. Oh, okay. Um. Anyway, the meteor is crashing to Earth, right? Mm-hmm. The meteor man, I should say. And he's going to start destroying the town, as you do mm-hmm. when you crash land on Earth and you're a giant. But what's this? He uses his meteor powers to carve the word "help" into a nearby mountainside. Isn't it convenient that when the rocket ship landed back on Earth, that a uh, robot man's legs didn't burn up in the atmosphere? Also, that uh, the chief was wearing a three-piece suit underneath his spacesuit. <laughs> oh my god, I didn't recognize that. I didn't see that. I'm sorry. Um, well, at least he, um, at least the meteor man chose to spell the word "help" in English. Well, he, he is. Could have said "ayúdame." Well, or, he's not Spanish, is he? No. Ormsby, that's not a Spanish name. Okay, you're right. 
Um, so the Doom Patrol is all racing to help, including Beast Boy. Mm-hmm. They're all in costume, except for Beast Boy. And they are... Well, Negative Man gets a bomber from somewhere, a jet bomber, mm-hmm. to bomb the Meteor Man with tubes full of... Foam. Foam. Agent. Carbon dioxide foam. To snuff out the flames. That doesn't work, does it? No. Oh, I hate this this line right here. Where's the beach chair line? We got him, Chief. The foam is cutting off his oxygen. He's folding up like a cheap beach chair. Well, the Doom Patrol loves their quips, don't they? They sure do. I just love what Elastigirl does on the next page. I think this is my favorite panel in the whole comic. Where she grows giant and digs out a hole? Yes, faster than a steam shovel. Well, you've, you've buried the lead. What? It's Mento driving the actual steam shovel, mm-hmm. saying, Rita, sweetie, I still can't get used to a girl as feminine and luscious as you, digging faster than a steam shovel. I bet you say that to all your giant girlfriends. Tee-hee-hee. There's a lot of quotation marks in this story that don't need to be there. Yeah, we're not even doing that this time. Right. We're not reading them as we should. Uh, so the meteor man is plunged into the giant hole that Rita's dug and she buries him. Good thing she's wearing gloves. It'd be terrible on her nails, wouldn't it? It would. Now, they don't know that this isn't going to suffocate and kill him. I know. She says, burying uh, him alive. Sleep well, Professor Ormsby. We'll come get you out as soon as the things have cooled off. Okay, well... Good luck. You did it, honey, and it's sure good to have you back to normal. I like you squeeze size, not tree size. And she calls him sugar puss. Sugar puss. <laughs> I wish you'd do a whole episode in that voice. I was thinking that I should that that I should really feature all the different kinds of voices that I could do at some point. Yes, yeah, so you've got cookie puss. You've got. Bullwinkle the Moose. I've got all sorts of different, all different kinds of voices. You're a triple threat. <laughs> what triple threat? You can sing, you can move well, <laughs> and you can do voices. Oh, do you remember when we met in show choir? Do I? Yes. I was in the front line of dancers, as you recall. Right up there with me. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Well... Do you remember the socks you're wearing the day that I met you? I was a little more of a sensation than you were, if we're being honest. Oh, are, are we being mm-hmm. honest? Is that how you really? Is that how you really recall how you started out? That you were more of a sensation than I was? Well, because of my socks, my socks and my shirt always matched. Okay. <laughs> it was my one defining feature. And you? What's your recollection? I just was fascinated by your sense of humor and your excellent dress. Uh, Is that so? Abilities. Because you were cruel to me and mean and you didn't like me for about six months. Six months is, is, a, is an exaggeration. But that's when you had green skin and hair and were turning into animals. So that's why you were angry. <laughs> <laughs> Meteor Man is giving off enough heat to melt the rocks that Rita's buried him in. So up he comes from the ground. Yeah. Um, and he then turns, he turns to the ground to glass. Come on, blah blah blah. Let's just move forward. This well, guy. we should mention that he sneezes himself free. Yeah. Okay. That's a nice uh, callback to the sneezing. Negative man puts the uh, jet on autopilot, and yep. his companion, his his energy self, energy self takes off and grabs a computer box which apparently is used for doing payroll i don't know i don't know he flies there's, to the well, mansion maid. Of... we know she's a maid because she's dressed right well yeah. he's flying flown to the mansion of steve dayton mm-hmm. aka mento mm-hmm. to steal a computer and the maid is leaving even before she's collected her first paycheck right it's apparently a hostile work environment mm-hmm. for women uh meteor man is free he is fighting Mento. Mento is projecting mental energy at him, but it's draining. Yeah. Mento. Yeah. 
And the meteor man starts to break through, but then the negative man's, uh, what is his companion called? Uh, negative man. Okay. Negative man brings a transmitter. Yep. Which hooks up Demento's helmet. Mm-hmm. And he's able to knock Meteor Man off his feet. Then, how does he make him s- small again? I can't. I well, couldn't, I couldn't quite like, figure this out. Who's that enemy of Hercules? Antaeus, who was only strong when he was connected to the Earth, and so Hercules, to defeat him, had to lift him above his head, so he couldn't make contact with the Earth. It seems that Meteor Man is energized by being in contact with iron. Oh. And so when Mento lifts him high into the air, he starts to shrink. Oh. And becomes normal-sized and turns back into the professor and is scooped up by Beast Boy in the form of a stork. A stork. Yeah. Hmm. And that's it. Uh, the Meteor Man had no criminal motivation. He was easily defeated. He still has a cold. Still has a cold. And Mento gets a big kiss from Rita for saving the day. Right. And then everybody acts like it's the most disgusting thing they've ever seen. Yeah. But they better get used to it because, look, next month, the yarn you've been begging for, Mento asks Rita for her elastic hand. Do they get married? They do. Wow. And they adopt Beast Boy. Spoiler alert. Oh, Beast Boy gets a family. Yeah. They still quarrel and yell at each other. So they do? Don't get too excited. Oh. Um, there's another story in this issue. Yes. It seems we've got some kind of backup series of individual origin stories of the Doom Patrol members. Okay. So, this is about Robot Man. Robot Man, no home for Robot uh, subtitle, Robot Man Unchained. <laughs> I really didn't care where Robot Man came from or what happened to make him so angry. No. I just know that he's on the run from the law. And he heads to his brother's house. His yes. Little, his his little younger brother, brother, Randy, who looks about 60 years old. He does look a bit aged in this Drawing, doesn't he? Yes. You and I should only look so good. And he's... Well, he's kind of got that barrel-chested, mid-century, in-shape-out-of-shape man look. (laughs) I love that. Um, His brother is reluctant to welcome him into the home because Mm -hmm. he's a wanted criminal, but his wife is more than welcoming. Yes. She welcomes him with open arms. Literally. Literally. Um, She's begging her husband to tell his brother how he feels. Helen is her name. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the brother essentially tells Cliff, that's Robot Man's name, to get lost. Take a hike, Cliff. Uh, There's two guys casing the joint, which Robot Man notices. Cliff's feelings get hurt very quickly. Well, sure, because feeling is all he has in his brain. I am bothered with this little line down here at the bottom of page, uh, uh, I don't know what that number is, three. Mm -hmm. Um, Here comes Randy, and there go the two hoods after him. Yeah, this show might be worth watching. Too bad they don't sell popcorn in this theater. Who who wrote this? Arnold Drake. Well, he's trying to get the kids interested by using hip slang. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Robot Man rips the hood off of a car. Because That's a he great can't idea. Just, yeah, because he can't just like, get in a car. He has to rip the hood off. Well, he was a race car driver, so... Oh, that's right. Clearly, he doesn't know how to hotwire a car from the inside. He has to rip no. the entire hood off. Mm-hmm. <sighs> hey, did you ever use a percolator? A coffee percolator? No. I can barely use the Mr. Coffee, as you know. Yes. I do know that. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Well, it's so... I try to measure and put the right amount of coffee in it. It never works out right. It doesn't. But I make good coffee, don't I? You do? Yeah. Well, you know what I grew up with. Oh, My father put a teaspoon of grounds in for ten cups of water. Uh, You're you're barely exaggerating. I know. He would usually use, like, if you were to measure it out, he would use a quarter cup of coffee grounds for an entire pot of coffee. Think of it. 
You could see through the bottom of the pot. Yeah. Yeah. How am I even civilized? <laughs> it looked like I should be living savage. in a jungle with beast boy, green skinned creatures. Uh, so Cliff follows uh, Randy to where he works at Davis Experimental Industries. Oh, I dreamt of your parents last night. You did? I really did. My parents are always in my dream, but never, they're just like there. They're not ever doing anything. So last night, um, I was going around in a house that, you know, we lived with your parents. For yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm just sharing that for your audience. Yes, yes, for yes. our audience. Mm -hmm. And um, I was going around turning off lights. Every single light was on in the house that we, the four of us lived in. And it was a two-story house. And it was a big house. Mm -hmm. Not like a mansion, but it was a big house. And it wasn't a, a house that I've ever seen before. But there were lights on throughout the entire house. Typical. Yeah. I mean, like, lamps and I, and, and, and recessed lights and things. I, I, I came home and I, was, I couldn't believe it. All the lights went on. I was just going around turning every one of them off. Right. And Ray was there and Gene was there. I don't know where you were. I was probably out earning money to pay the electric bill. <laughs> no doubt, yeah. Well, you know where Ray worked. Oh, I don't remember. I'm sorry. Industrial nucleonics. Dog! Quiet, you! Uh, which reminds me of this Davis Experimental Industries. Okay. Where Cliff has tracked his brother to, inconspicuously because he's driving a car with no front hood. Mm -hmm. And wearing a full trench coat. And, and a fedora. And a fedora. Mm -hmm. And he's a robot. Mm -hmm. uh, so, Randy goes inside. Uh... Cliff follows him in and tricks the guard into letting him in. Mm -hmm. and follows By distracting him with a coffee pot. Right. But, oh, that's why you were talking about the percolator. That's why I was talking about okay. uh, it. The thing I like about a percolator is watching the coffee percolate in the top. Sure. So uh, Cliff discovers that there's an experimental super rocket bomber inside. Pictures of which would be worth plenty to communist spies. Of course. But, but they walk, right, walk past, right past. They also walk right past the levitating tank. Jet tank. Because that's practical. He even says that it's uh, right. he, he talked, 10 tons. 10 tons of steel. Uh -huh. 10 tons of steel suspended by jets. That's practical. I don't think Maybe so. Maybe it's not jets. Maybe it's the ghost of a Confederate general. <laughs> Making the tank float. Checker pass, folks. Also, a laser cannon that can cut a hole through three feet of steel. But these later. spies aren't interested in that either. Nope. Thermal rays that can bring a plane down at any altitude. Some super gadget that absorbs light. light. They're passing that up too. Yeah, I'd like to have that. What are they after? A jetpack. Jetpacks. Honestly, that's what I'd go for. Oh, hell yeah. Flying Jetpack. You know what That's movie I'm going to watch? Movie. The Rocketeer? Yes. Yeah. His hair looks fantastic in that movie. Underrated movie. It's fantastic. I love it. Oh, and who's the woman who's in there? The plays his girlfriend. Uh, is it Jennifer Connelly? It's a, yes. Isn't it? I don't Dark know. Dark-haired girl. All her girls. Hair looks, her hair looks 1940s perfect. Yeah. And she has a red lipstick. And he looks great, too. I love his jacket in that movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Timothy Dalton plays the... The, the evil guy. The evil guy. I think who, it's Jennifer his, Connelly. What's his name? Uh, Timothy Dalton. No, no, no. The, the good guy. The, the oh, hero. Uh, mm, Billy. Oh, yeah. Bill. Okay. God dang it. Anyway, it's a great movie. I'll watch that there. soon. Um, you know, that character of that girl was based on Betty Page in the comics. I can see that. Okay, so these guys are getting jetpacks, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cliff, uh, Robot Man, yeah. tries to stop them, right. and they zoom right out. Um, what happened to his brother, though? Oh, I don't know. Uh, but he's complaining because the uh, whoever gave him his robot body, which he doesn't know who it was yet, didn't mm -hmm. give him wings. Anyway, there's a detective being assigned to track down a man. And destroy him, I guess. Yeah. Meanwhile, extra, extra, Dr. Calder revealed as Robot Man creator. It's Dr. Niles Calder, who mm -hmm. would later become the chief of the Doom Patrol. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so Robot Man finds out now that Dr. Calder was the one who gave him his robot body. Against his will. Yes. Um, so I have to say that I would I would also be upset if I was if I woke up and I was a robot. Would you though? Yeah. You wouldn't like to be a robot? No. I'd like to be a robot. You would like to just be a robot. You couldn't feel whatever you touched. All yeah. you do is you would just be a passive observer. No, you'd be an active observer, but you'd right. be observing a lot of what happens in the world. But you could also live forever. Who wants to do that? You could have superpowers. And Bill Campbell. Thank you. Well done. Well done. Timothy Dalton. Um, and what if you were like a sex robot or something? That'd be fine. Party, party. <laughs> ooh, ooh, party, party. Well, you have more vocabulary than that, right? Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. No. Oh. What are you talking about? My podcast that I listen to, Mission to Zix. Oh, I've listened to a couple of episodes. I'm just not as far advanced as you are. I'm in the third season. Are you? I'm almost caught up to where we are right now. Maybe if we promote them, they'll promote us. Uh, they're very, very Right popular. there, professional level. So are we, almost, except we can't get our microphone to work. Uh, Robot Man chases the crooks. The police chase him. Robot Man throws a motorcycle at the police. The uh, the detective comes after him. I I lost track of the narrative yeah, because it's just because not that it's stupid. Interesting. It's mm-hmm. stupid. Oh, let's just go forward. So what happens? Robot Man escapes. The detectives after him. Robot Man goes to the experimental the experimental factory. Robot Man re- realizes that the crooks didn't take any extra fuel. They mm-hmm. just took the pack, so they're going to have to come back to get the fuel. So he breaks into the experimental factory, uh-huh. and immediately he's encountering a... That laser. Yes. That shoots through solid steel. Cutting holes right through him. Now that would hurt. Uh, but he can't feel it. Right. He can't feel it, and it's not stopping him, because the crazy kook who made his robot body knew what he was doing. Now here comes the floating tank. Mm-hmm. It's going to crush him, mm-hmm. but... He uh, he puts his arm inside. Puts his arm inside and jimmies it somehow and, and creates and some pressure and makes it explode. Also, it looks like his arm is stretching in this last panel. That's not happening. But the, his other arm is crushed. Yep, crushed arm. Off he goes to the city hospital. Mm-hmm. Why is he going to the hospital? Nobody can fix him at the hospital. I don't know. <sighs> Oh, I guess that's where the chief is, though. Oh, okay. Hidden in the hospital. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to kill the chief. Dr. Calder yeah. for making him a robot freak. Right. Um. <laughs> but the doctor has rigged up one <laughs> weapon to, to, to feed himself. Uh, if someone's going to attack you, they sure as hell better be in that one place. Right. So he's rigged up a safe, uh-huh. which is affixed to uh, a ramp, a wooden ramp. Which will go right outside his office. Tied into place by a rope and pulley system. And all Dr. Calder has to do is cut the rope to release the ramp so that the safe flies out of the window. And, and lands right lands in front of the entrance of City Hospital. Right in front of the entrance of the City Hospital. That makes sense. That's a very practical mm-hmm. way to defend yourself. Again, if the people trying to kill you are in that one spot, mm-hmm. which nobody is in this story, so it just startles everyone and gives the crooks a chance to shoot at Robot Man. Mm-hmm. But he escapes and goes back to the home of his brother, Who? who's <laughs> fixing him up with an oil can. Yeah. Oil can! Oil uh, that's the, police, the sound that the makes when you press on the plunger. Uh-huh. The police come looking and Robot Man escapes to be continued. But not next month. Because next month is a super spectacular. The Bride of the Doom Patrol. Bum, bum, bum. So what do we think of this issue? Not much. Terrible. It's awful. It's, it's just awful. I mean, I've read worse. Have you? Yeah. I'd rather read, read Metal Men. 
That's coming up. At least we can yell at each other. Well, there's lots of yelling in this issue, too. Hey. What? I have done it for millions. High school and college students, laborers and executives, doctors, lawyers, and teachers. Let me show you free how to develop spaceman strength and endurance. Spacemen don't need strength and endurance. They're weightless. Yeah. Remember those days when astronauts were like the greatest thing in the world? Yes. And everybody wanted to drink Tang mm-hmm. and go to space. Mm-hmm. I do. That was great. Yeah, you used to live in Columbus, Ohio. You used to I see John sure Glenn did. running, didn't you? Well, he would jog right down our street and we'd yeah. always wave. Yeah. Those were the days. Yeah. Well, well, I did grow up not far from Cape Canaveral. That's so, true. So, you could see all the, the rocket launches. Yes, rocket launches, and of course, the space shuttle was a really big part of my life. Well, sure, horrible disasters you could see too. I remember seeing the Challenger disaster. Look in at my this, eyes. Uh, Eddie. Eddie Mendoza lost thirty pounds of dangerous, ugly fat and four inches off his waist. He's doing that 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 he man pose where uh-huh. you suck in your belly and. Oh, that's awful. And John Sill gained 60 pounds of shapely, mighty muscles. This could be you in a short time. Mighty arm. I've gained 60 pounds of mighty muscles also, but they're not (laughs) shapely. (laughs) You're calling that muscle. (laughs) I hate you. Uh, Do you have anything to add? No. (laughs) You can find us on social media at GoGoCheckPod. Uh, you can rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you download free podcasts from. And you can come back next week because we'll be here. Yes, we will. And every week Something thereafter. Something more exciting. Unless we take a break. Right. Sometimes we just have to have a week off. You know how it is. Life gets in the way. <laughs> is that all? That's all. Okay, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.